0: again and welcome to yet another riveting episode of johnny cast 2005. that is the new temporary name what do you think is it good? this episode was a long time coming i hope you like it i had to do a lot of editing and also i put some weird shit in there in some places. hooray question mark? anyway that is enough robo chit chat from me let's get on with the show smiley face emoji.
1: Oh boy! Everybody, get excited! On the other line, it's Mike Huber. How you doing, Mike? Hey, John. How are you? Oh, doing okay. Doing okay. I
0: gotta say, I love the intro so much. I get pumped every time I start a new episode. You, you picked, you landed on a good one.
1: Uh, you mean the song? Yeah. I have debated. I it, I I like the song a lot. It feels very summery though. I've debated. Mm. Maybe I'll have, like, seasonal music changes. Oh, I kind of like that idea. I, I, just, I, I wondered, if, like, if this is this going to sound goofy if, like, that song comes on and then I bitch about how much it snowed yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it, it seems incongruent. So, uh, but I will say I do, uh, the, the, the thing pushing back in the other direction is I already have all those little sound pieces edited. So I can just drop them in really fast. So if I think I want to do a new song, I have to do all that work. So on the one hand, you have your gut instinct, good sense,
0: and on the other hand, you have work, additional work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's an easy choice, John. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It could get to that point. I, like if if we got. If we picked up, let's say, what do you like? Th- mean, this is the thing we've debated before. What do you think is the most people who've ever listened to a single episode of this podcast?
0: We have talked about this before, and so I don't want to repeat myself. Um, so, I'll answer a slightly different question. I know for a fact that when Margaret was on, at least, I think at least three people who aren't in the league listened to that episode. Wow. Now, uh, how many in the league listen to that episode? I have no idea.
1: That's that. That's true too. Is like I certainly don't like. I'll tell like, to be perfectly frank. Do you think Dylan Falik understands what a podcast is? <laughs> no, of course not. I don't think he could listen to it if he wanted to, and I don't think he wants to. The non CD, non music. Let me see, the non
0: music audio <laughs> content. That Steve, that mm-hmm. Dylan listens to to this day remains exclusively the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> I I would be willing to bet fifty dollars on that.
1: I can see that like if he's going to be out of town, he doesn't know like where where, where it's going to be on the dial. He's got like CDRs that he made himself, <laughs> where he downloaded like fi- weird files that came with a bunch of. Strange, seemingly unnecessary attachments off a of mega upload. And he's like, I don't know why. I thought I was just getting an MP3. Why did he get these six other files? Oh, whatever. And then he just goes with that. Oh, here. So
0: here's a question Have you ever put, burned, or listened to a podcast on a CD before? I don't believe so. Um,. Yeah, I'm trying to think because there was a period of time when like podcast, like Slate and some of the early ones were doing podcasts, and people were still like regularly, you know, burning CD, ripping (laughs) CDs. So I'm trying to think. I I don't think I have either. I know that I've, um, I know that I've listened to some episodes of This American Life on like a sanctioned, you know and this american life cd that i got from a from the library but that's not really this that's not really the same thing
1: you know i believe i don't know if it was that or if it was a burnt cd one time when i was i think this was before i moved to california but one time when i was visiting uh our good friend layla sokolov out there she definitely was playing this american life off of a cd and it would not – it could be that or it could not shock me at all if that was just – it's especially that, like, oh, it's a radio show and you don't even know what a podcast is. Right. What is the first podcast you ever listened to? Do you have any idea? Um, It was pro-
0: – the, the earliest that I know I listened to was the Slate Political Gab Fest. But I don't know if there – Was, but there could have been one before that that I've forgotten about. Do you know?
1: I don't know exactly what episode, but I know that I, the first podcast, like I, am sure I listened, I listened to like this American Life, but that's obviously its own thing. Um, not necessarily a podcast to the same extent. Um, but I, I remember not really understanding what podcasts were, but hearing that one of the guys from, Mr. Show had a successful podcast, and downloading a bunch of episodes of Comedy Bang Bang to my iPod when I was going on a trip to Florida with my sister. Oh, very cool! And like, I I, 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 I This was definitely being like the first sixty or so episodes. Oh, wow. and so I bet I, I'm sure I just downloaded like the guest I liked or something. And then listen to it and like marginally understood what it was and like not super sure that this guy who in retrospect was definitely James Adomian, whether or not that was Jesse Ventura right. on the show for a minute, <laughs> that sort of thing. But uh, That's fine. Yeah, I remember being like that, just that being like a really interesting. Like this is such a, a strange thing. And then now it's such a big and listen to podcasts every day. I do
0: distinctly remember the feeling. The, or the lingering kind of feeling or whatever the right word is of like I, I keep hearing this word podcast yeah yeah and people explain it to me but I, I don't get it <laughs> like I don't understand like what do you mean <laughs> um and, and it, I don't know when that went away I don't remember that ever getting cleared up but um, I just for months I was like you keep saying this word podcast. <laughs> And but now, actually now that we're talking about it, and I you know, it's fine. I'm a little embarrassed about this, but at the time it was fine. I think the first one I listened to was the Ricky, Ricky Gervais show.
1: Oh, um, you know, as soon as you say that, I, I think it's still off of a, an iPod, but I definitely was getting like, oh, I definitely was doing basically what I made fun of Dylan for doing. Downloading all those episodes from weird places, not iTunes, and I I would not be surprised if one of the one that had a CD that was burned at some point. I fucking loved all that Carl Pelkington shit. Absolutely,
0: Uh, me too.
1: Yeah, Um, not that necessarily. I'd be super excited to go hang out with Ricky Gervais today, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I fuck that. I absolutely adored that. I enjoyed it so much. I use the word uh, "grippage" all the time, still to this day. Thinking about those monkeys climbing up the building, it's the best.
0: Do you think anyone peaked and then flamed out to the same? In, in terms of a comedian, you know, there are there are one hit wonders in music, and there are other, but uh, examples. It would be more, I think, precipitous. But do you think that there is anyone who went from like genius to? Just annoyance As so totally And quickly as, as him Cause like cause like Jim Carrey Would be a, an example But he That was a petering out That was a, a long slow Petering
1: out I would also say that I don't Do you think That the mask is going to stand The test of time I, I definitely <laughs> Fucking loved that movie when I was a kid But I don't feel like these are like actual touchstones, whereas the UK version of The Office is kind of unassailable. That's true. Um, It's as good as anything. And I, I think that you could easily say that, you know, when someone is looking back in 100 years and they're trying to understand television in this time period, that might be one of like two or three shows that is important to watch. Yeah, I think that's true. And so for to be someone who's such a big deal, and I I don't know how you feel. I really liked extras as well.
0: I loved extras. I've seen it all the way through several times.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fantastic. And then the the the, the, again speaking of, if you're a person in twenty one fifty trying to understand David Bowie, I feel like you're going to see some extras. (laughs) And again, I just I don't I don't think that these other people you might think of like he. The, his high point, and then I, I really think that the, the Ricky Gervais show podcast stuff uh, was really funny. I wonder if that would hold up as well. I am a little concerned that there'd be a lot of like, is this just a show where they don't say the word retard, but they are basically saying, right. look at this fucking retard guy. and we don't, we don't need shows like that, and we shouldn't say that. Whether that's true or not,
0: uh, subjectively, I mean, my entire enjoyment of the show was contingent on convincing myself for a while that he wasn't actually mentally delayed (laughs) Uh, (laughs) because otherwise it would be just unconscionable
1: i was i i i think i still think that i honestly believe that he was of sound mind and he was just a weird fucking guy who really liked to Go on vacation to walk to a coffee shop and then look at a pond and then go back to his hotel at six o'clock. I hope so. I mean, there's just every, so many things from that show are just popping into my head and just continually how much they felt sorry for his wife right. and the terrible things he was doing all the time in the vacation. Like they go on vacation, like a t- two towns over, and stay in a bed and breakfast and not do anything. I'm like thinking of some members of my extended family right now. (laughs) Gina would say that uh, she should be thinking of me, and these are basically the trips I suggest (laughs) we go on. He's like, I've heard Duluth is fine in the fall. We should go to Duluth. It's all we need.
0: Margaret's been on me recently because we were out to lunch, and it was still kind of early, and the baby was like, she was in a good mood, so I was getting cocky. Like, oh, maybe let's do a second activity. And so we were kind of, like, talking about, like well, you know, what, what could we do? I was like, oh, well, they just finished construction on this new park that I, I saw some pictures of. It It looks really nice, so we could go drive by that. She's like, oh, is it on the way home? I was like, no, it's in the other direction. It's, like, 25 minutes or so out of the way. And she's like, so you're suggesting that we spend our Saturday afternoon <laughs> driving to <a> look at. <laughs> not go to, but look at the park (laughs) on the other side of town. I was like, well, I, you know, yeah, (laughs) we did not go.
1: Yeah. That is definitely the, a role reversal of Gina and I, and that I am constantly like, well, look at how much driving I will have to do. This is utterly impossible. And then I kind of step back and I'm like, I'm like the fun police and I am preventing good things from happening. I need to shut up and. I go do something fun occasionally. Yeah, I don't mind driving. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I used to not mind it. And then at some point, some anxiety lever flipped in my brain and I was like, oh, I'm about to die at all times here. Oh, really? Yeah. I get, honestly, uh, when I was, it wasn't a bad accident, but when I was driving back from Charlie Yorty's wedding. Mm -hmm. It was actually Amy was driving my car and we were going down the interstate and we all of a sudden we were going backwards down the interstate and spun the car around and it was really fucking scary. And I I think after that, I was just like, oh, I can't trust the car. The car is about to get me at any moment. Right. And so now I'm not good at that stuff anymore.
0: Margaret struggles with car anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's based on some incident that happened while I was driving. I'm not the most <laughs> careful driver in the world.
1: Yeah, I would say this definitely does not like lend itself to me being a better driver or anything. It's not like I'm very aware because I'm nervous. I'm still, I, I would say, a very mediocre driver, but I try to do okay. Yeah. Now, do you? I, it occurred to me we could go a different direction here. And do you think they would be a good pod? Like, you know, everybody does these podcasts where there's like we're going to talk about an episode of Star Trek or we're going to talk about a minute of Star Wars or whatever. Yes, I'm aware. Do you think we should have the uh, Ricky Gervais cultural reevaluation podcast where we go through everything he's ever done and figure out if it's actually any good or if it's terrible or if it was actually good when we thought he was bad
0: that's definitely a good idea for a podcast um but like you you're but see the problem is like you're definitely looking at and because none of the things are that long which is good you know two three seasons or series since they're english shows But that also means that, like, it is no time before you're watching Life's Too Short and then (laughs) Derek. Oh, God. And I actually, I watched Life's Too Short a couple episodes of it not that long ago. Um, That is bad. It's really bad.
1: Yeah, I watched one of that. I've seen none of Derek. Um, No, I won't watch. I I mean,
0: you know, if we did this podcast, I would watch it if I had to. But short of that, I won't watch that show.
1: Did you? I used to have a uh, weird British. I I was very proud. In undergrad, I had a non-region DVD player that I bought on oh, eBay. Nice. Uh, because there were certain movies at the movie store, I they only had in PAL form. The the and cool one champagne. Like just yeah, just your inter- that's your camp- entertainment. Yeah, I used to live over there, and I would go in there a lot. It was great. Um. But then eventually, this led to like, oh, I can buy these weird Ricky Gervais stand-up DVDs that don't exist in the United States. How oh, cool! And at the time, I did not like them very much. I that I, I'm just I I feel like this guy was always kind of a shit. Do you think Stephen Merchant is really everything? Is that just the answer here? It has to be.
0: I mean, well, there's the one piece of evidence against that is that his show wasn't that funny. Um, like he had a show on HBO about dating or something.
1: Yeah, I was gonna call it Singles, but it wasn't that. No. I, mean, I definitely singled out. I watched some of the. I don't know. What, I don't know. What yeah, JD McCarthy is on it. It was really good.
0: But he's so funny, and I don't know. May, or maybe it's like the cliche. I mean, I almost feel dumb saying it, but it's the cliche about the Beatles where they're better together. Um, maybe it's just like the two of them. Make, Something that's very funny. Although I think he was involved in in Life's Too Short. You really? I think so. He was. He's in. He was in some of the episodes that I watched. Mm. So, I don't know. Nobody's perfect.
1: Ain't that the truth?
0: But if those were bad, at so you were at a point in your life where you were like renting. Ricky Gervais stand up specials <clears throat> from the video store. So you had to, so you were still like a fan and they, and they nonetheless were not good.
1: I bought these from amazon.co.uk. Oh man. Man, oh man. So they must be terrible. I don't know. It may be. I haven't seen them in a long time. I remember at the time being like, I don't think I was cultured enough to be like, I am offended by your bad takes. I just didn't think they were very funny. And I had seen them do other stuff. I liked, like, and it could just be it was too British or something, and that's why they never got released here. Maybe.
0: Oh, I just thought of somebody who who had more of a precipitous rise and then fall in terms
1: of the genius comedian
0: category, which is Uh Louis C.K.
1: Louis CK, interestingly, kind of works for this even if he dies the day before the Me Too stuff happens. Did you watch, like, the last season of Louis? No. I tried to watch
0: the last stand-up thing and didn't think it was funny. This is long before, like, any of the Me Too stuff. I turned it exactly, off like yeah. 15 that's, minutes in.
1: That's kind of what I'm getting at is I think he had kind like, I, I feel like, I, I guess it would be easy to say just, you know, the whole point of everything was that he did everything his own way and no one was supervising and he just went too far with that. But I I thought that that shit was pretty rough there at the end, even before we got into, Oh, and by the way, this is what this guy likes to do in his spare time. Right. Right. Although, I mean, honestly, everybody, that fucking story had been out there forever.
0: Right. I mean, I I think Paul had told us about like very serious, like, or very credible iterations of, of the story. And, um, I, you know, I think we probably all heard it. Yeah. So, yeah, he was definitely out there. <clears throat> so I'm trying to like be a little quiet. I don't think I'll wake my daughter up, but it, hopefully I don't sound too low energy. Um, I'm trying to, mo- you know, modulate my voice a little. Um, so if it does, it, so just let me know if I need to be, if I need to pick it up a little bit.
1: I don't have any notes on your enthusiasm level, but we are going to do a bit here where I, uh, jack up your fucking volume and speed shit in the <laughs> cool. editing, uh, at this point. So you're yeah. going to sound really good. So, uh, tell me about the setup of your house. How close are you to your baby's room right now?
0: So right now I'm sitting in the living room, so you walk in my front door and you're in my living room. Um, it's, my house is small, it's like a thousand square feet and two stories, um, that doesn't count the semi finished basement. My daughter is directly above me, she's still sleeping in our bedroom, um, so you go up the stairs and our bedroom door is right of the stairs, the walls are thin, the floors are thin, um, so... Like, if she were a grown-up sitting where she's, where she is right now, she would hear every word that I'm saying. Um, normally, I would go further away from the stairs into the kitchen, but my wife and sister-in-law are in the basement um, doing some, like, cleanup and stuff
1: like that. I was hoping you were going to say drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, doing some drugs and stuff. And, um, so I'm, I'm trying to find a middle ground between waking up the baby and not being like up in their business or have them up in my business. They don't need to be in my business.
1: How often would you say your wife and her sister get up in your business? Constantly. Constantly is a major problem.
0: (laughs) No, it's actually great. It's really nice. It's, it's nice having her here. Um, uh I I love it. It's great.
1: You uh you moved into that place recently, right? In January. In January, how do you like it? I really
0: like it. I mean, the neighborhood is awesome, the house is awesome. Um home ownership kind of sucks, like there's just always stuff to do. Um and I found what is probably a pretty serious problem. Um, although I'm still deluding myself that it's not that big of a deal last night, the fridge leaks from, from time to time, I don't, I can't figure out what causes it, but we have a freezer like on the bottom. It's one of those where there's like a drawer that pulls out and occasionally it'll start to thaw or defrost or whatever, and then it'll leak. And I thought I was catching it. Like, you know, you'd see it start to pool and then, under the linoleum and then you throw a couple of towels down there and you know and then no problem. Well, I moved the fridge out just just cleaning sweeping and mopping, so I moved the fridge out and one of the linoleum tiles just just came up like it's not even stuck to the floor anymore. Yeah. And I so I pulled it up and the subfloor under it is like spongy. Um so I don't know, so I'm calling a contractor to come tell me how bad it is.
1: What's underneath the refrigerator?
0: It's like a, it's like one one layer of linoleum tiles, and then it's it's like a wood the wood subfloor.
1: And what's under the wood subfloor? Your wife and her sister. The
0: bathroom. The basement bathroom. Yeah, w- would you recommend that they not be there?
1: Uh, I mean, if it's one tile, I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. But this does seem, yeah, I, I mean, literally, like, what's the heaviest thing in your house? Yeah. It's your refrigerator. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a rotting floor underneath that. Yeah. It sounds like it doesn't. It? <laughs> it <Yeah>. Sucks. <laughs> but honestly, if, it, if it's a small area, this sounds much more to me like a uh, refrigerator problem than a floor problem as far as what your big yeah. issue is. I like, think that's right. In that. You're on top of this, but if you, if you let it go a month, then maybe you have a bigger floor problem.
0: Yeah, I haven't ripped up all the tiles to see like how big an area it is. Um, so, yeah, it's a bummer.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize. I thought you had moved into another place you were renting. So you, but now I remember you sending out angry emails about people hosing you when you were trying to buy a damn house. Is this the house that people were trying to hose you on?
0: No. And it, it, that turned out to be like extremely lucky. So, really? Yeah. This, this house is like considerably less expensive in and in a better neighborhood um, and nicer than the one we got built out of. Um, wow. Yeah. We bought a house. We bought a house when the baby, the, we closed on it when the baby was like a week old. And mm-hmm. moved in shortly thereafter, which was kind of a nightmare. But um, we were living in – I mean, the place we were living in was just too small. Um, and our lease was expiring in February. And to go month to month would have cost – like in a, they would the management company was going to charge us $200 a month just for the privilege of going month to month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so we uh, – so we started looking and just weren't really finding anything and had seen the the, the the Zillow listing for this place and thought like, there's nothing about it that's all that appealing. It doesn't even really look like it has a yard. Um, but then our realtor was like, let's go look. It's, you, know, you said you liked the neighborhood. So we went and within probably 10 minutes, we were like, let's make an offer on this house um right nice. it's just was i i'm pretty sure the only reason that we are in this house is because the, the pictures online were so bad um <laughs> like it just all of the attributes about this house that i like like there's a huge back deck there's a really nice front porch there's a huge backyard for you know for baltimore city with huge backyard Sure. Yeah, yeah. um and none of these things are clear in 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 the picture um, there's a walkout basement that's finished. That's not evident in the listing. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Um, I'm pretty sure, although not quite as confident that the second bathroom is not conveyed in the listing anywhere. Um, <laughs> these, you know, these are important things. so um, yeah. so yeah, so we bought the house. We've been here. Uh, it's fine. I mean, Homeownership is a scam, um, but but it's okay. It's it's better than it's better than continuing to have my rent go up every every year.
1: Yeah, Gene and I, I think I fucking talk about this every fall on the stupid podcast. How Gene and I are like, we're gonna find a new place to live that's not so fucking expensive, and then then mm-hmm. we don't, we just keep living in this place. We're doing that again. <laughs> I put I filled out an application Saturday morning for an awesome place. Nice. And if I get it, my, my rents will go down $45 a month. So this is going to be the, I assume that is the difference between me and a, a life of luxury.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's right. So uh,
1: what's your uh, mortgage payment?
0: It's $1,200 a month all in. And that includes, so do you know about something called mortgage insurance? I have no idea what that it's, is. Talk about it. Another scam. Um, so it's, Do you
1: get that if you don't pay your mortgage? <laughs>
0: no. It is an insurance policy that, against you failing to pay your mortgage. So if you don't – certain – it depends on what kind of loan you get, like whether it's a, an FHA loan or a VA loan or blah, blah, blah. Um, but certain ones require mortgage insurance if you have less than if – you, if your down payment is less than 20%. And so – and it's – I don't know how. I don't know what calculation they use to come up with the mon- your monthly obligation, um, but it's basically something to to insure your lender against your default, um, which is more likely if you don't if you you know don't have the standard twenty percent down payment. So my uh, my monthly house payment goes up by like $140 every month just for this bullshit. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's that's a preposterous proportion of yeah. your uh, mortgage payment.
0: Um, so, you know, I mean, overall, I'm not complaining overall. Like, that, my 1200 is is wonderful. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, it's...
1: It's insane. I, I believe you're the first person to actually answer any sort of financial question I've thrown at someone on the. Well, podcast. I
0: knew I, I knew it would be it would have been hypocritical of me not to answer that question. I didn't
1: have it. You, I—that's true. You were you went after Matt Schmidt hard way back in the day. <laughs> yes, that's correct. I, I still think he's a coward. Um, <laughs> I do too. Correct. Do you said I will I I pay fucking thirteen ninety a month in rent. Yeah. And uh that gets me that includes the uh wonderful spot in the parking garage below the building Ooh. that I am using right now as I record this.
0: We don't have a parking spot. We park on the street. I mean it's not a problem, but so that's that's nice. Yeah. We had been paying 1150 for like a essentially a studio, a glorified studio apartment. I mean it was right <laughs> downtown, so it's not like The discrepancy doesn't make some sense, but it so that that feels good to basically come out even.
1: Yeah, that is very much what we are looking at doing. Uh, Moving to, I I guess I'm lower town. I guess you were here, Mm -hmm. but downtown Saint Paul stuff. But now, basically, looking at moving towards not right downtown, but probably over in Minneapolis, probably northeast, possibly just a little bit south of like downtown stuff, and getting. A much bigger place that is a regular house and not yeah a big building and a much yeah this is a, it's not a studio but it's a very small apartment we have right so it would be very cool to have a real person's house which maybe one day I will yeah I mean
0: I as I understand it you can still find like decent decent you know housing prices in the Twin Cities A good bang for your buck.
1: I think so. I like it. it. It it varies so much and it's it's been it's always surprising how competitive it is. There was a place I went and saw not this past weekend but the weekend before that was just incredible and then like they started their showing at like noon on a Saturday and then we rolled in at like 12:45 and filled out an application and they said we were fourth in line. Jeez. And I was like, oh, I guess that was a waste of time. Oh, See you later. That's crazy. And I was like, "I, I got, honestly, after I left, I was like, is that the situation I'm supposed to like offer that person money? Because Gosh, yeah. I guess I could have gotten in there and been like, here's my paper $100 bill <laughs> to my application. Please give me this apartment. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm going to be Mr. Right. Suave in that regard. Here's my
0: $20. Now, now where am I? Well, actually, now you're six in line. <laughs> you insulted me. <laughs> Update. I somehow got this apartment. It was very confusing.
1: Well, I so here I'm really conflicted. We're about 32 and a half minutes into this, which is like about as long as I intended to go. But we haven't talked about anything, and I don't think there are any <laughs> jokes in this episode. Um, Well, no, one time I said that your wife and her sister were doing drugs in the basement. Uh, Other than that, I don't think this episode has any jokes. So this will be problematic in many regards. Um, But I think that's okay. I think we have to just press ahead.
0: I have a joke for you. Oh,
1: that's ridiculous.
0: You you want to know what's a joke? Oh, no. Aaron Ladder's performance in fantasy football this week. Oh, sick. I just beat him by 10 points.
1: Is that, is that game over? Is this official? I think so.
0: Maybe not. Oh, I'm no. really He's scared. He's playing shit. Fuck.
1: Mike Huber. Oh, no. He still... He has... Why you gotta talk shit about a game? You're gonna fucking lose. <laughs> Antonio Brown is playing... Antonio Brown's like <laughs> oh, the best player. No. I misread that. Oh, shit. Never mind. You have to edit this out. Okay, just say Aaron Lauder's deck, and then I'll cut around it. To... <laughs> okay. Ready? Three, two. Aaron Lauder's dick. Perfect. Okay. okay That'll be a clean edit point. Thank you for that. Sure. Yeah, you're definitely going to lose a fantasy football this week. I just pulled it up. I was so you're... far
0: ahead earlier.
1: Yeah, and you're going to be 0 3, and Aaron Lotters going to be 3 0. How the fuck do you guys keep letting him do that? I don't know. <sighs> you're the commissioner. I actively enacted policies to hurt his team. (laughs) What more can I do? Somebody else drafted good players.
0: I feel like I I played some role in those policy changes.
1: You assisted for certain, yes. Anybody else we throw vague general threats at? Who else do you not like? Hmm.
0: Well, I don't want to threaten Lee because he just had another kid, so he's got children (laughs) in the house. (laughs) And that would normally be my impulse Uh, But I'll refrain
1: That's one of those things where all your felonies go up a level Because there's kids around (laughs) You gotta be real careful with that shit (laughs) It's bullshit
0: Um, No, so no, I I have have no other threats That at this time, anyway That I want to, you know,
1: dispense with I don't know Okay I will say, here's, I talked to you about this, but nobody else heard it. Uh, Last week, we hinted at playing a game in which everybody told me who their uh, most hated people in the league Mm -hmm. were. And I, I, I don't know. I thought everybody would fight with me more. And for the most part, everybody just gave me answers. (laughs) And then I was like, I don't, I don't want to. For one thing. These answers are not like objective truth because uh, the the surveyor has weighed in too heavily. If you reply, first off, you can't reply and say, well, it's you, Johnny, because that would be mean. It would be. And also, you can't reply. If you reply and you don't say Aaron Lauder, you know I'm just going <laughs> to change the vote. So everybody, I believe everybody said Aaron Lauder. No, that's not actually true. I'm not going to reveal who anybody said. My idea was I wanted to see who put up a fight, and then we would try to generate some statistics based on that. Uh, I'll tell you, one person was just straight up, uh, I'm not going to give you an answer. Who do you think that was? Dave? Now, Dave might be a non-reply. Oh, okay. Um, There were definitely non-replies.
0: So that's tough. I get, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of nice guys in this podcast, uh, or in this, uh, yeah, this podcast listening audience. Um, I mean, did did did? I, I mean, it would be kind of cold if Zeno weighed in.
1: <laughs> like, oh, let me fucking think. funny you asked, John. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you said only a top three. Okay, I can cut it back. <laughs> did he? Was he a non-response? Non-responses were Dylan Fallick, who, by the way, never replies to any of my texts. Of no, he sent me my he sent me his shoes. I got to figure out what was the difference. He sent me, okay, he also, i look back, he also uh, told me how much he paid for his last haircut back in January. So, he often replies to me, but I didn't get a reply from this. I also did not hear back from Dave Artman. Those were the non-replies. Okay. See, I can see, um, see both Pat and Alice refusing to answer. Yeah, Pat is the correct answer. Um, Pat and like everybody I initially said just tell me. They all everybody got the same message. And then if anybody pushed back, I just kind of prodded and said, you know, I'm just I just need an answer. I can't give you any guidance mm-hmm. or anything. And then after that, uh just I guess just about everybody. I think, gave me an answer. Pat Polk said, No BS, no brown nosing. I don't think I can say anyone. I don't hate anyone in the chain, even a little bit. I can't do it. I know I have disappointed you, and I'm sorry. That is disappointing. So listen to how full of shit that guy is. Do you believe that for one second? No. And,
0: and, and here's my reasoning, and I'll be curious to hear your reasoning. My reasoning for not believing that for one. Fucking second is that Pat is with uh, Pat is among certainly among the smartest people on this uh, in this little group. He's an incredibly smart guy, he's way too smart to not hate people. Yeah, like that they go hand in hand, and um, somebody as smart as he is with as discerning taste as he has. He's he's chickening out. He hates at least one person
1: on this email chain. I have no doubt. Do you think this means the answer is me? And he just like it it was just so like all he could like I can't even think of a second place because Johnny by such a fucking country mile. I I I guess nobody. Whatever. (laughs) Stop texting me, dumbass. (laughs) Um, I will say he texted me about pudding pretty shortly thereafter. Um, he bought the pudding, and it was two of them were broken. Uh, that is another. Did you listen to the pudding episode with Paul Avanzino? Uh, not yet. Or the? Did you listen to the revisiting pudding with Johnny and Gina? Not yet. Well, you're way right behind on the podcast, I'm afraid. I know, but
0: uh, I apologize.
1: It, it's fine the the pudding has come up twice and I feel like I've sold a lot of pudding and uh, I need to get these pudding people to send me a send me a little taste yeah. not in the the pudding way but in the money way <laughs> like I'm moving a lot of product here. I know Paul bought more of the pudding i I, I don't understand why I can't like i I should get twenty dollars I think minimum Hey let me tell you this there's fancy pudding you can buy on the internet. And it comes in like a little baby food jar, and you get eight bottles of them. How much does it cost? 20 bucks. $40. And I, Paul Avanzino, bought it, and I bought it, and Pat Polk bought it, and Dave Artman found it at the store, and I think he got some. We're all buying this pudding. You should try. It's called. I'm going to listen. Go back listen. and listen to the previous listen. episode. Yeah, try right. Relax. I'm going to start serializing all these episodes so that it's impossible to listen without hearing everyone in order. And
0: honestly, you shouldn't have had me on this episode having not listened. <laughs> no, that's fine. Let's set up the cliffhanger for the next episode. Um. Oh, dude, that's tough. Do you I mean? Do you know who? You don't know who the next guest is going to be. I don't know anything. The only thing that's coming to mind, huh? This isn't good. The only thing that's coming to mind is the thing that Paul F. Tompkins does, where um, right, he lets them
1: do the question.
0: Where he, yeah, he'll at, he'll have like the guest ask a question that the the subsequent guest answers. But um,
1: no, great. Let's do exactly that. What's your question for the next guest?
0: Can I think about it while we continue? Yeah. This or does that mess up your?
1: Uh, no, no, that's fine. That We'll do that at the end. Okay. That, that can be a new segment, and then we can try to hose everybody. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, do you want to talk about your food thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we did things a little bit differently because this was such a big and fancy and exciting episode. Uh, we we saved it until the end. I'm sure lots of people out there are very upset, but we're going to do it now. Mike Huber, eat anything good lately?
0: Boy, have I! Um, so first of all, it was um, oh, I think I think I'm losing more in fantasy football, um, or closer to <laughs> losing. Um, it was two weeks ago. Yesterday, uh, Margaret and I celebrated the anniversary. Um, we were driving back from New York, um, long, so we were in Long Island, um, and coming down through Queens near JFK Airport, the baby was screaming, we were both starving, and had no idea, where should we go, should we stop, kind of got to go to the bathroom, but then it's all old deal, you got to get the baby out, and, uh, you know just to go just to run in and use the bathroom. It's like kind of a pain. I don't know, but we're really hungry and we kind of need gas anyway. So let me exit. Um, and so I went to a gas station, got gas and there was a Dunkin Donuts. There's like a Dunkin Donuts in the gas station. And, um, we're like, Oh, maybe we should go in there. You know, we're, we're Margaret and I were both really hungry, a little hungover probably. Um, and, uh, like she was, <laughs> Margaret was like really sick. I don't remember if it was like, cause she hadn't eaten or because we, I think she, she'd been up really late the night before, um, drinking with her friend. So it was probably a hangover. Um, but she, so she but she still had like a, essentially an empty stomach. So we we're like, we gotta get some food. But the part the, the gas station with this Dunkin' Donuts was full. I was like, oh crap. And they probably didn't have a bathroom. We reasoned. So we we're like, all right, we're going to go someplace else. So we were like driving up some some busy street in Queens and then uh, oh there's another Dunkin Donuts. Well, I got to like try to do a U-turn so I try to turn around and I missed that turn. It's like, "Oh, we blew it. This isn't going to happen. I don't want to keep wasting a lot more time. Let's just go back to the highway and we will, you know, regroup, you know?" Um And as we're going back, we're like probably two blocks from the on-ramp back onto the highway. I see this. We see on our right this restaurant. um, It's called Arepa-licious. And it says it's a restaurant and bakery. And there's a parking spot right in the front where you can see immediately. And so I'm like, why don't we try this? Okay, great. Um, So we pull up, park. I kind of check it out it seems okay and we um so we go in and like well no like well, as we were unloading the car like i googled like arepa because like i knew i'd heard of it but i wasn't totally certain like what <laughs> it was and the the first picture that came up on on google I was like oh that looks pretty good so we went in and looked at the menu I'm like okay we can figure something out um and went and got a table and they were very friendly. It was a nice, you know, it was, a, it was very nice. Um, so we start to like, look at the menu and I'm like, this place looks really good. Um, and it was, I'm sure partly due to the circumstances, but it was <laughs> maybe the best meal I've ever eaten in my life. Um, Margaret got something called a canoe, which is a fried plantain, lightly fried, stuffed with like guacamole and cheese that you eat with a knife and fork. Wow! Yeah, it was it was amazing, and I got three mini arepas: um, one with like shredded chicken, one with guacamole, and one with shredded beef. Um, and uh, those were phenomenal. I'd never had arepas before, so I can't compare them. But um, like it's essentially like, have you had them before?
1: There is an arepa place. Uh, it's actually like a block away from this apartment I just uh, applied for the other day. That Jean and I have probably been to five times. It is also the only place I've ever had a arepas, and it's also just utterly fantastic. Maybe arepas are just the best food. They might be. Like, this is bizarre. Like, listening to this has been utterly bizarre because I've had such a similar. Like, I didn't happen upon it in such dire circumstances. I, you know, went there intentionally because it sounded nice. Yeah. But it, it's like literally just I don't know what these things are. Give them to me. Oh, my God, it's the best. And yeah. Also, just other things on the menu that aren't a rapist that I also don't know what they are are also amazing. This is very okay. strange.
0: So the and it, I'm sure everyone on listening, the, both of you have had a rapist before. But in case you haven't, I would describe does, – does this strike you as accurate, John, that it's like somewhere – between like a pancake and you know when you have like hash browns that are like fried hard to be like one kind of mass it's like somewhere between Mm -hmm.
1: that
0: um but then with like meat and sauce piled on top um you can actually go to you can actually visit the Instagram page of the restaurant that I went to it's called arepalicious NY um a-R-E-P-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S-N-Y. Um, and there are pictures of the canoes and the mini arepas. And you also see something. And, and now that I'm looking at pictures of it, I think we might have messed up by not getting this. Their specialty, according to them, is an arepa cone. So it's a, an arepa oh. fried hard in the shape of an ice cream cone with the meat and guacamole and cheese stuffed inside that you eat with your hand. And it looked really good. <laughs> I should have got that. <laughs> but no, so I shouldn't have gotten that. This meal was perfect. And all the way down to like the nice waitress like picked up our baby and like bopped her for a while. Aww. You know, it was like every, everything was just great.
1: And when did you say you had this meal?
0: This was in Queens, New York, in a neighborhood called Ozone Park, um, which, according to Wikipedia, it was that was a name chosen by developers at like I don't know, probably the nineteen twenties or something, meant to connote like proximity to the ocean. Um, it's like a different <laughs> different kind of version of the word ozone than like we used yeah. to, um, and. It's I think it used to be like a Polish or Italian community or something, and now it's largely Central American and Mexican, um, but it's right off the highway, and it's right by JFK. So if you're ever like at JFK, this would be doable, and I would recommend going out of my way, out of your way to go to this restaurant.
1: And when did you say you went there? Two weeks ago yesterday. So two weeks ago, so it's been a little bit, and what did you say the name of it was?: A it, it sounds incredible I have to say i uh I'm especially intrigued can you tell me a little bit more about the canoe thing that you say it's it's fried plantain and it's stuffed is it literally a single fried plantain or is it like a bunch like mushed together How No, that it's, it's
0: literally one so like for the ease wow. of like a mental picture just picture like a been like a large banana uh on a plate split down the middle with like good shit stuffed in the middle except it's not a banana it's a plantain so it's not as sweet so overall it's a much better dish um and it's like it's like the plantain serves as like the hot dog bun cool houses like most of most of the most of them had meat but margaret's a vegetarian so she got the one which is guacamole cheese and sauce
1: so they had, like, several canoe options. So you have one with
0: cheese and guava, one with shredded beef, cheese, and special sauce, and one with chicken cheese and special sauce. Um, and Are you looking at their menu right now? No, I just remember. Wow. No, I'm looking at the menu. Oh. I've been staring at the menu and and... Toggling between their menu and their Instagram page the entire time we've been talking, <laughs> and just wishing I were going back there.
1: Who is it? Is is it that Scott Ackerman always talks about? With is it the somebody who was on TV who has the memory disease that makes you remember everything? Margot
0: Kidder or something? There. I think. I think one of uh, no, no, no. I think it's the woman from
1: Taxi. Is it Mary Lou... Mary Lou Henner. Yes. Mary Lou Henner, Mary Lou Retton. I can never keep track in my head because I really? was born in 1985.
0: Mary Lou Henner was in Taxi. Um, Mary Lou Retton is like a gymnast or a figure skater or
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. I always remember Mary Lou Henner from uh, how much I enjoyed watching the CBS sitcom Evening Shade <laughs> with uh, the dearly departed Burt Reynolds.
0: Oh, Burt Reynolds. I just watched um, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> That's a good movie.
1: Yes, yeah. We're gonna give Ricky Gervais shit about how his shows might not have aged the best, but yeah, Smokey and the Bandit's really good. <laughs> um, my, I have. I, let's talk about Burt Reynolds for a minute. What, what are your Burt Reynolds thoughts? You like
0: that? I
1: I feel like I have a real kinship with Burt Reynolds in that I don't really like him. But I feel like my dad and my grandma just loved him completely. <laughs> really? Like, do you know that, like, famous, like, pornographic image of Burt Reynolds? Where he's, like, laying down and it's, like, uh, the thing, what's the thing in the middle of the magazine where it folds uh, out? Centerfold. The centerfold. Have you seen that before? Yes. My grandma, like, had that in her bedroom. <laughs> really? And I remember being scandalized like when I your found lifetime? it. Yeah, like when I was a little boy, I was like at her house, and I went in her bedroom, and there was like a naked Burt Reynolds hanging out. That's insane. It was crazy. It was like over, like on her nightstand. Make a take a take from that what you will, but so she thought he was the best, and my dad always thought he was the number one coolest guy. Uh, I definitely have seen. The Smokey and the Bandit movies that he is actually in, uh, right? Many times when I was small, but never really latched onto it totally. Um, Yeah, he's a guy. Just I didn't. I just assumed he would come back and be in movies like one more time, and it just never really happened.
0: Yeah, I guess Boogie Nights was like his only, his only comeback, Um, which was good, which was great.
1: Um, yeah, if you're only gonna do one, you can sure do a long yeah. one.
0: But it's not like, like uh, Sly seems to have had Sly, like Sylvester Stallone seems to have had like a couple, like comebacks,
1: you know. Or John Travolta came back and just had like a whole yeah. second better career. Yeah, like Michael and or at least phenomenon. <laughs> are you are you just making a list of my dad's favorite movies? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this was the thing. Is my dad like these guys who come back. So I don't think my dad ever saw Boogie Nights. And if he did, I'm certain he hated it. Oh yeah. Um that would be surprising. It's not Yeah, it's not really a dad movie.
0: So yeah, that was my meal. Hope I didn't overhype it. But I truly have thought about it every day since every day over the last 2 weeks. Um Basically, I think about <laughs> in terms of things like that aren't immediately present, like my family and my job and things like that. The things I think about most often are this meal and the final episode of the Americans.
1: <laughs> and you you just try to continue savoring them, even though they aren't technically present in front of you.
0: Um. Yeah, sort of. The Americans, I'm trying to, I find that, I, that episode was disturbing. Um, so, I don't know, I'm trying to, pro- that's more trying to process. Okay. And this is trying to relive. The food thing is trying to relive. Desperately, desperately trying to relive.
1: So, did you watch all of the Americans as it happened? No.
0: Um, I would like watch on Amazon, uh, I would buy a see- the season on Amazon um, like for the first couple, and then a couple of them, like in the middle there, I would watch like they you know I'd buy it, and then they'd give you the episode as soon as it aired, and then this last one, I waited until the whole thing aired, okay, uh, I think that's right, but i- i know i it wasn't I wasn't current.
1: I remember reading stuff when Breaking Bad and Mad Men ended about how this was really like the end of an era and was it going to be possible for another show to come along and get enough attention to basically like replicate the monoculture days of yore Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's silly of course and like that was just the most dead-on thing ever like i can't even imagine what a show would have to look like to get people to watch it at the same time ever again
0: well even like within a week like, now it doesn't yeah. even have to be at the same time, like, within a week. And, I mean, and I think the closest thing anymore is probably, like, Game of Thrones. And so then the answer to your question becomes, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars an episode.
1: Like And, I mean, I so much of that is just the formatting of the show, too, is that they're just desperately trying to see which characters get raped and killed every week. <laughs> and so, like, you're, it'll just instantly be spoiled. And you have, abs- like, the Americans... You can probably just chill for a while and it'll be okay. But enough people are watching Game of Thrones that you will hear that, you know, isn't it badass that this character we don't like raped this character we like and you're missing out if you didn't get to watch it already? You
0: got to watch it. Yeah, that's right. I think that, I think like Westworld, I think people thought that might be that, but that was, that show was so tedious that I don't think it worked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch any television anymore. That just stopped at some point. Like, when I'm like hanging out, I will like put on like The Simpsons or Bob's Burgers oh, or burgers. the Comedy Bang Bang TV show and just chill out with that.
0: So, like, what's the most recent show that you've watched um, like avidly, not religiously, but avid, like that, uh, pretty avidly?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is the last season of Nathan for you. That's a good answer. I am trying to think if there's anything since then. I guess
0: I watched Atlanta. Oh, I still haven't seen that. Which we'll cut that out because that's not good.
1: Um, <laughs> I I really liked that, but for the I just I don't watch. I don't know, and I, I kind of feel like I want to sometimes, like like I've never seen an episode of The Americans and people like that and I feel like that could be a fun thing to go jump into and people do that. And I just, I don't find I don't know. I, I don't know if this is an old age thing or uh, the thing of the, the paralysis of choice or what it is, but I just never push in the sort of direction that right. takes any commitment or ever. It's probably just I don't know, having job and being tired instead of being a kid who <laughs> yeah. does whatever. But it is kind of depressing. Well, if you I ever
0: think. find yourself watching The Americans, you're gonna like it. Uh, you're gonna like it a lot. Yeah, it's because it's awesome. Um, it's really, yeah, it's it's so well done. Um, like a mix between like the you know the golden age, the golden age of TV, like uh, psychological stuff. You know that. Sopranos and Mad Men and and a lot of those shows did with actual plot and you know intrigue and it's really good. It is and the finale. Um, I feel like we're all like still a little scarred from Lost, but they they <laughs> definitely like nailed the finale. I'm telling. I'm not kidding. I think I think about it all the time. Interesting. It was so it was so impactful. I mean, it's. This isn't a fruitful conversation You know because even, even if you had seen it We wouldn't necessarily want to spoil anything um, mm-hmm. But uh, But I I Was so impressed with that show Like the whole run If you ever do watch it Then let's talk about the finale Because you'll be haunted by it You'll need to like get it out How many seasons are there? Say Six Give or, takes, give or take one.
1: 10 or 12 episodes?
0: Yeah, give or take one. I bet it's 13. I bet I bet most of them are 13 episodes. Maybe a couple of them are short.
1: I watched the most recent season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. It sucked. And I didn't like it. No, it sucked. Um, it was stupid. It was one of those things where it was like, well, that episode where they do one of those every season, and that's never my favorite. And then, well, that one was too. And then it's like, wait a minute. That was seven (laughs) of the episodes. You can't just write them all off as, well, that just didn't, they always do one I don't like. Like, no, this season just didn't work.
0: No, it wasn't great. I mean, I, it's like not, I'm not like revisiting my opinions on Larry David or anything, but because he's still very funny, but no, that. That season wasn't. It was not my favorite. I like seeing yeah. Sean Clements in an episode. He's one of the co-hosts <laughs> of the Hollywood Handbook. Um, yeah. And there were moments, but overall, it was pretty tiresome.
1: Uh, speaking of tiresome, this is like as we always discuss. No one's listening, and no one would listen. And if you did listen, you'd shut it off when we one of us talked about a TV show the other one hadn't <laughs> seen, and no <laughs> listeners had, had seen. But uh I'm pretty sure you never got a subscription to any of the Earwolf no premium any I got to tell you the the Freedom show is about to come out on the start coming out in the free version Okay Are you familiar with Freedom
0: Last time you and I talked you told you you recommended it
1: Well I think it's uh starting October 4th it'll it'll have, start coming out one a week for free and I Highest of recommendations. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that and then I'm gonna download it. Yeah, um, and that one I think I think I'm pretty sure they're just gonna run them all like week by week, and so. But they didn't do that many. I think there's only like thirty or something. Oh, okay. And then they've talked like maybe they'll do another season later, but they just they just wrapped it up. But it was really fun and totally uh, plotless. I mean, it's just – it, it's, it's very much like this episode of this podcast. And then they just kind of said, oh, it's time to start talking. And then they talk, and it's fun. And there's no real subject right. or anything like that.
0: because I, I'm sure that the three hosts of that show are, are friends in real life. Um, yeah. which and, and it's like the YouTube podcast. They're friends in real life. And so mm-hmm. they just end up talking to one another. It's hard not to. I mean, I'm real I've been realizing that like throughout the course of this episode. Like it's like with apologies to anyone who might still be listening, like it's hard to just not just have a conversation.
1: Yeah. And you know, th- we're getting into that sort of idea how it's just having a conversation. I think maybe in the interest of uh showing you guys how real the conversation is, I've always debated going back to a pure unedited podcast I think we might do that here I think we, this might be a raw footage episode I'm trying to think Oh no I, I'll just, I'm, I'm not putting that fucking Kavanaugh joke out of there So we're going to go back And all this will be cut back out
0: you See all you have to do is cut this part Of you saying The part after you saying it's going to be unedited And cut the Kavanaugh thing And you, It's fine I won't tell
1: Okay I am honestly going to do that Yeah that's and fine. Just, I'll do that. Because I do. I think this I won't is, tell. <laughs> 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 and I will still fuck with your voice at that one part to make you sound energetic. <laughs> That's fine. There's there's lots of edits, but there's no yeah, cuts. it's not, an, and it's not an
0: energy thing. I am totally into this, but I don't know how to mo- I mm-hmm. don't know how to moderate my volume, while also sounding, like, engaged. It's just because I'm not, yeah. but but I've been totally, totally engaged this whole uh, hour and eight minutes. Um, But I'm trying to not wake up my baby.
1: When I was in high school, I was in the the jazz band because I played the saxophone. And we went to like, I think it was at Bradley University in Peoria had this thing where local jazz bands or whatever could come over and play for this big fancy professor jazz mm-hmm. instructor guy and he would like give us tips and mm-hmm. coach us and it was fun and we went over there and he was talking to the uh the drummer and he was like you this, this song may, means you have to be really quiet but you still have to have all this intensity and he said think about it like if you were listening to like a cool rock song on the radio and you turned the volume down, it would still be quiet, but it would have all the same intensity to it. And I remember this just like blew my mind as to how could a fucking drummer do this? And I was like, I don't think, do you think, you know more about drums? Than I? Did. Can you do that? Well, so both times that I've been making that
0: point, I've been thinking about it in terms of, the drums because it's so I mean I was never a good drummer like even Mm -hmm. a little but it's so hard to do I don't know Mm -hmm. how you do it so no I can't imagine doing that
1: so I guess for the first point would be I have not stumbled across something cool here because you were already thinking about the drums when we were talking about no it
0: just shows that we're on the same page
1: I guess I do I've always wondered if that is real because it's such a, like, to, like, obviously you can't, I don't know, maybe you can do that when you're playing the saxophone. I don't know. I sure as hell couldn't do it. The drums seems more possible, but I've always just been like, how could that be a thing where it sounds like the turned down radio, but you're still really not?
0: It's also, and I'm sure, that, and I know this has to be a thing on the saxophone. I don't, I, I never really mastered the art of playing faster, but not also playing louder. <laughs> that, that's That was always difficult for
1: me. That's another, I think, is much easier on the saxophone. It's the a pretty basic skill, I think, on the drums, too. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's less air, yeah. but but still changing your fingers around real fast. I, I don't know how anyone can play the drums at all.
0: It's not that hard. If I could do it, anybody could do it.
1: Good point, I can play the drums. Mike Huber, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um... A reverse plug.
0: I just watched, and I'm probably, I am I think I've made this known on the email chain. I'm like the world's biggest Norm MacDonald fan. Um, and even if you f- just pretend that the, all those terrible comments he made about Me Too did exist. It was really bad. His yeah. show, I just watched an episode, the episode with David Letterman, which has got to be like the best possible iteration mm-hmm. of that show and it was not good <laughs> it was yeah. disappointing um i won't be watching any more of those um i did martin and i did just watch well we watched the second season of american vandal um which if you you probably haven't been watching you probably haven't even seen the first season
1: i have seen the first season and oh. i really liked it but i have not seen the second
0: well it's great uh it's funny. And I like it a lot. And then there's this show on Amazon with Fred Armisen um, called Forever, that is um, really weird but really good. Um, you're not supposed to say anything at all about it to someone who hasn't seen it, um, because the premise because the premise alone kind of serves as a spoiler. Um, but it's definitely worth watching. Um, and like I said, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen and, uh, it's, it's like, I think eight episodes. Um, it's pretty cool.
1: What's the name of that
0: again? Forever. Forever. But I'm stumbling cause I really, cause like really it was, I went in watching nothing and, and it was very, it was a cool experience to, to know to not even know what the premise was um, And I would recommend I would recommend it And I would recommend watching it Without reading anything about it
1: uh, That sounds great I I think I will look into that And all, it, it, it checks all my boxes For not being very many episodes And it sounds easy enough to watch I will plug uh, You may have read in the past Or maybe you've even done this I don't know uh, about how easy it is to build a little Raspberry Pi computer and make it be your little uh, emulator box thing. Have you read about this?
0: No. I don't know any of those words you just said.
1: So, you know how you can play like Super Nintendo games on your computer with an emulator? Yes. Um, you can buy, there's this computer. It's basically like a computer on a single chip, and it's called a Raspberry Pi. Okay. But it's pi because we have to do math jokes, and I think it's one of those things where like some nonprofit makes it, and the idea is it's mostly sold to like schools because then you can kids can put it together, and then okay. you know you can do basic things. But like one of the common uses of it is basically turn it into a emulator box that hooks up to your TV, and then play super nintendo and games on it and stuff cool and so i bought all this i was people on the internet were talking about it and i was like oh fuck it. i'm just gonna try it and see if i can do it and i bought all the stuff and it was like after i had to buy i bought a controller like a usb controller that looks like a super nintendo controller mm-hmm. and i bought i had to buy a keyboard because i didn't have like a usb keyboard to plug into it to get stuff set up and with that, I think I probably spent like $95 in total. Wow. But then I, I put this thing together, and it everything was super easy. I don't know anything about computers. Everything went together super easy, totally works. And then I have like every Super Nintendo and Nintendo and Sega Genesis game just on it that you can just play. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, it, it, it's a fun little project, and then when you're done, you just have this awesome thing that is really cool so if anybody if you or anybody has ever heard of this or like i had thought about doing it several times before and always just said oh well just i'll fuck it up or i'll break something right. and get mad and i just never did it but there's it's there's just nothing to it so uh if you have wanted to do it do it and if not if you hadn't thought about it you should because you can
0: play mario yeah i'm definitely gonna do that
1: you definitely should. And then uh, we can we can check in. I, if you look online, people buy all these crazy boxes and stuff, make their little computer look like a Super Nintendo or something. You can do very well with all of this. So we'll all be big nerds and we'll chat about our Raspberry Pi I can't wait. emulator thing in the future. It's going to be just great. And I'm going to watch this forever show. Yeah, and we'll talk do about it. That Let
0: soon. me know what you think. It's a little heavy, but it's Outstanding.
1: good. I, you know, I said that before about how it seemed light and I... Notice you didn't answer. And I was like, uh-oh, must not be. going to be rough, but I'm going to make it through. It's got to be worthwhile. I've got to push myself in some sense and not just watch old episodes of Comedy Bang Bang while listening to the podcast. Might be somewhat <laughs> disordered thinking. Um, okay, Mike, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It
0: was, it was a pleasure, John. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Best wishes in the intervening days.